0: Hey there everyone, this is Tanya Lynn and we are back for another episode of Glow. I am recording this live tonight from my bedroom near Portland, Oregon and I just got done doing a little bit of yoga and had a really hard day uh, at work and um, it got me thinking about something. I recently read the book and I've decided to make it a Yearly habit every year on the first to read through or listen. Thank you audio and audible um, To Dale Carnegie's book how to win friends and influence people Now it sounds like a really funny title and probably something what we would call a loser You know who doesn't have friends and who doesn't know how to? Um, you know uh, Influence people but despite its really funny title, it's got some mind-blowing things that are timeless in there. Things that um, we all need to be reminded about from time to time. So this is the best summary of how the best summary I've got from this book that I recently read and it's really heavy on my heart right now because what's happening is I'm noticing as a result of reading this book my life is transitioning. I, My thoughts and how I approach people has been completely transformed, like absolutely transformed. It didn't take years, it didn't take months, it took a matter of days to start changing the way I approach people based on this book. So I thought I would give you a brief, no fluff summary of Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People to hopefully encourage you to grab this book and read it. If you're an entrepreneur, if you are a mother if you're a husband if you're a wife if you have co-workers if you have a friend you need to read this book everyone on this planet i swear it should be a requirement to be a human being on this planet you must read this book i really do believe but here's my no fluff summary number one techniques in handling people the top three that i took away from this book number one don't criticize condemn or complain just don't do it it's like death two give honest and sincere appreciation always for instance if you have a husband or a wife tonight instead of coming home from work and going oh my god babe you didn't take out the trash again gosh i told you trash is on monday nights or coming home to your wife and saying honey dinner's not ready yet oh my god and didn't you didn't you do anything around the house is is there the laundry still why don't you come home instead and say i really appreciate that you're my partner in this life i really appreciate that i have you to wake up to every morning and i appreciate that you choose me every day just see what happens if you have children And they bring you their homework tonight. I really appreciate that you sit down and try really hard on your homework. Give me a hug. You know, just appreciate people. People thrive under appreciation. This cannot be like explained or I I wish there was like a verbal exclamation point because it really is vital. Number three, arouse in the other person an eager want. And what does that mean? Let's unpack that. I love that phrase. Let's unpack that a little bit. You need to not demand that people give things to you or demand that people do things for you. You need to arouse in them. You need to encourage them to kind of draw out of them a desire to want to please you. In other words, you need to show them how doing something for you benefits them. Let me say that again, show the other person how giving you what you are asking for will benefit them. After all, we are selfish creatures at heart. The next section was his six ways to make people like you (laughs) and or hate you if you don't follow these. Number one, become genuinely interested in other people. Like, genuinely care about what your neighbor does for work. Genuinely care when your girlfriend wants to talk to you about her new painting or tell, her, tell you about some, some stupid argument she had with one of her girlfriends. Genuinely care. People want to know that you are interested in them. Smile. I want to show you guys something. This was mind-blowing to me. Right now I'm going to talk without smiling and I'm going to talk with very low energy and I'm gonna try to convince you by talking this way to listen to anything that I have to say. And then I'm gonna go ahead and put on a smile and all I'm doing right now is smiling. I'm not changing my tone of voice. By smiling, my tone actually naturally changes. My energy actually changes and I'm pretty sure that my voice just got a whole heck of a lot easier and more exciting to listen to smiling can be seen through the phone you guys it delivers an energy that is inexplainable smile when you walk through the door tonight or whenever you're listening to this walk through your front door tonight in your home around your friends or your kids or your spouse and just smile. Let that be the very first thing that you do tonight. Before you say a word, before you do anything else, just walk into the house and smile. It will lift up your mood, it will lift up your energy, and you will probably catch a few smiles back in return. So don't neglect this. Number three, remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest, most important sound in any language. So use it wisely. If you really love someone, say their name. If you really want to hurt somebody, you say their name. So be careful with that, you guys. Our names are very valuable to us. Be a good listener. Encourage others to talk about themselves. (laughs) I am so guilty of this. I have totally in the past talked and talked and talked and talked. I mean endlessly hours at times about myself and my problems and the things I got going on and what I have this and this and that and the other and the poor people that had to listen and did. I have some very wonderful friends who were happy to listen and while I felt great by the end of the conversation because I got to vent all my garbage, they probably felt like crap and needed to go take a shower. So Be really careful not to make that mistake. I know I did for far too long, for far too many years, and it's something I have changed recently. I have stopped calling my friends to vent, so to speak. Um, Number five, talk in terms of the other person's interests. Number six is make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. Um, People like people who like them. It's not rocket science, you guys. If you treat someone like you like them, they're going to like you back and they're going to want to be your friend. They are not going to surround themselves, Do you surround yourself with negative energy, so why would anybody else? Um, The next section is when people to your way of thinking. Now, as a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend situation, especially in business, These were invaluable tips. Communication is the number one breakdown among all relationships. The only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it altogether. I am totally guilty of this still. If I have one goal in 2020, it is to argue less. When somebody has a disagreement or somebody wants to be mean or rude, and in my line of work, I I encounter rude, angry people every day. And it's so easy to want to defend and to want to, you know, prove ourselves right. But I have just made the decision this year, you guys, to avoid all arguing altogether. Show respect for the other person's opinions and never say you're wrong. If you are wrong, admit it quickly and emphatically. It's like time to let the egos go. It is time to put them aside. If you've done your neighbor wrong, if you hurt your girlfriend or your boyfriend by that horrible comment you said earlier, if you disrespected your mother by um, you know not honoring something she asked you to do, if you hurt a coworker because you didn't get something done in time, just admit that you made a mistake and do it emphatically, which means do it with enthusiasm so unpacking that here's an example let's say my boyfriend asked me to please pick up dinner on the way home because he's starving and he knows that I've got time to do it and he'd really appreciate that and I'm so caught up in my own day and stuff and I totally have the time but I get so caught up that I go I, I don't grab anything to eat for him and he comes home and he's like babe where's the food I thought I called you like in advance to bring home some food because I'm starving." And and instead of just saying, oh, babe, I messed up, my bad, I'll go get some right now, I turn around and go, well, it's not my problem, if you were that hungry, you should have grabbed something on the way home. And don't we do that all too often? We we have such a hard time just saying, oh, my bad, I didn't mean to make a mistake, that's total, that's horrible, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Like, what is so hard about just saying, please forgive me? Um... Be sympathetic with the other person's ideas and desires, appeal to the nobler motives, dramatize your idea, and throw down a challenge. If you want to be a leader to change without giving offense and arousing resentment, begin with praise and honest appreciation. Call attention to people's mistakes indirectly. Talk about your own mistakes before criticizing the other person. Ask questions instead of giving direct orders and let the other person save some face. This was a big one. So on criticism, criticism is futile because it puts a person on the defensive and it usually makes him strive to justify himself. Criticism is dangerous because it wounds a person's precious pride, hurts their sense of importance and arouses resentment. Any fool can criticize, condemn, and complain, and most fools do, but it takes character and self-control to be understanding and forgiving. That reminds me of a famous quote by Thomas Carlyle, a great man shows his greatness by the way he treats little men. On dealing with people, when dealing with people, let us remember we are not dealing with creatures of logic, we are dealing with creatures of emotion creatures bursting with prejudices and motivated by pride and vanity and on the secret of success if there is any one secret of success it lies in the ability to give the other person's point of view and see things from that person's angle as well as from your own i'll say it again if there is any one secret to success it lies in the ability to get the other person's point to view and see things from the other person's angle as well as from your own take these little five minutes of tips sorry 12 minutes of uh tips from dale carnegie's book i um really want to wish you guys a great 2020 we're only into week three the beginning of week three so i hope that you guys are all on track with your goals and getting things accomplished and removing toxicity from your life regaining your source of peace and strength and centering yourselves until the next podcast have a great day guys